Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host, from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. Hi there, and welcome back to Don't IEP Alone, the podcast that goes with adayinourshoes.com. I am Lisa, your host for today and most days, Um, but I actually have some guest speakers lined up. In fact, next Thursday, I'm going to be interviewing an attorney. I hope to break down that phone interview into at least two podcasts. We'll see how long she gives me. Um, and then I have some others lined up. So other, not other attorneys, but other experts in their field related to special education. So it won't be just me in the coming weeks. So that's your programming note for today. I hope that the new schedule is going well. It's going pretty well for me, only doing two a week. I also try to only keep them to around 20 minutes. The reason being that um, when I was building the podcast and actually just launching it, you know, some people make them longer, some people make them shorter, whatever, but one idea is that the average commute in America is about 20 minutes. So that's where the recommendation came from. So I thought if people wanted to listen to me on their way to or from work, you know, 20 minutes would be good. I also, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts myself, particularly when I'm driving by myself without kids. Oh, sorry. A little yawn there. Um, and yeah, depending on where I'm going, you know, sometimes they're 30 or 45 minutes and I'm like sitting at, sitting in a parking lot somewhere going, but I want to hear the end. Um, so anyway, so stay tuned for that today. I want to get back to a reader question. And today's question is about a 12-year-old in Washington State. And it says, my guy is 2E. Why can't, and and 2E is uh, the short acronym for twice exceptional. That means that the child is been identified as gifted and also been identified as a child with a learning disability of some kind. But my guy is 2E. Why can't I get my special ed teacher to understand his disabilities and write appropriate goals for my child? I chose this one today just because it's a very common one that parents don't necessarily agree with or they're not over the moon about the child's goals. So there might be a couple of things driving this. 
One is that the section of the IEP, and I have a blog post about this, of course, I always do. Um, read up on the blog post on a shoes.com. Just go there and search for present levels because present levels is the most important part of the IEP. It is the section of the IEP that drives the whole rest of the IEP. When you look at your child's present levels, it should be, you know, if you can imagine yourself reading this description, start to finish, you should have no other picture in your mind except that of your, of your child. The child on paper needs to match the child in front of you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. IEPs are supposed to be strengths-based, so your child's strengths should be in there as well. Okay, so look at the present levels, because chances are... Um, Chances are most IEP issues, present levels is your starting point and that all areas of need aren't accurately identified. And if it's not in there accurately in present levels, they're not going to build a goal on it. I have a huge goal bank on the blog. Um, again, just go to adayinourshoes.com, search for IEP goal bank and... It's a giant blog post with not only a bunch of IEP goals in that, but it links to other blog posts on my site and on other sites that have to do with um, specific areas, you know, behavior goals, um, fine motor skills goals, all that. Once your present levels is complete. So make sure that's complete. If it's not, you have to meet as a team. You might have to request more evaluations, different evaluations to get things identified. Um, sometimes, you know, what's obvious to the naked eye, and, and in particular, I find this with social skills, that a child doesn't have a social skills goal, doesn't have a social skills class, or the parent wants to get them into a social skills class or whatever the social skills activity is. And, um, and they're like, oh, well, the school, you know, they said that he can't join the lunch bunch because, and, I, and it always goes back to, is social skills identified as an area of need in present levels? That's your starting point. If it's not identified as an area of need, why would they put him in and put in an intervention for it, right? I'm like, well, it's obvious he lacks social skills. It might be. It might be. Still has to be in present levels. That's just how it works. Okay. I didn't develop the system. Trust me, if I had to de devise my own system of special education, I have no idea what it would look like. It wouldn't look like this though. But that's how the system works. It's present levels. So make sure that's complete, thorough, accurate. From there, you move on to goals. And in the IEP goal bank, I also have um, a generic formula in there that you can plug in the skill set into the formula and just add some numbers of, you know, what kind of success rate you want and voila, you have a measurable IEP goal. Um, twice exceptional is a particularly difficult 
beast to conquer. I still have not seen any particular gifted program that I'm really gaga over that I'm like, oh my God, they just do gifted so great there at this place. You know, everybody needs to be doing it this way. Um, I have yet to see that. But again, you want to make sure that gifted is listed in present levels. If And this is assuming, I haven't looked it up, not every state recognizes gifted. I'm assuming since you called your child 2E that, that Washington State is a state that does this. My state does also, but not all do. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And if you want to change it, lobby to create change to get your state to recognize gifted recognize and, and address gifted gifted and talented students. Um, so that's that. Present levels is your starting point if you don't like the goals. And let's say present levels is thorough and accurate. I have yet to ever really see one that is the first go around or when a parent is in the dark about the importance of that section. I have yet to find a present level section that is great. But let's say yours is thorough and accurate, and you're like, well, yeah, I did that, and I looked at it, it's fine. Um, in that case, go to the goals themselves, and then you just have to re- just... I always like parents to take at least a day or two to gather your own thoughts and put them down on paper. But, you know, then obviously what is a priority for your school, for what, what your school's priority for your child to accomplish and what your, your priority for your child to accomplish may not be the same. In which case you need to define what, what is important to you, why, and call for an IEP meeting. Okay. Cause they can't focus on everything. Some kids just have, have too many areas of need that it just cannot be done in six hours a day you know, two or 250 days a year. So just tell them that you want them to focus on, you know, communication or handwriting or social skills or whatever it might be. Um, and ask for an IEP meeting, read your procedural safeguards and use them if you need to. Okay. So that's a short one. Again, present levels, most important section of the IEP because it is the section that just sets the tone and drives the rest of the IEP. Have a great day. Visit adayinourshoes.com if you have any other questions. Please leave me a four or five star review. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone. And with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group.
Wait. 